This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 523. And the quote of the day is, you already know the answer. Trust and follow your intuitive feelings. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. Thanks for being here. Episode 523. And this is another Ask Ruffini. So I posted some stuff on Instagram. I posted um, some stuff in the podcast and said, hey, if you have any questions, shoot them over and I'll do my I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can. So if you do have questions that don't get answered, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. Just shoot me a DM or shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource. Dot com. So I'm just going to kind of like rapid fire through these questions and offer my advice and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll help you. So here we go. So one of them is from Jackalis and it says, uh, I, the, the question I posed was what topics do you want me to talk about on the podcast? So this one was expanding to new instruments. So I look at this the same exact way that you got into drumming. If you want to expand to new instruments, then you got to go back to the to the basics. You got to get a book or watch some stuff on YouTube or get a teacher, you know, get the instrument and just sit down with it and start learning the quote unquote rudiments of that instrument. That's the only way that you're going to be able to do it. There's not, you know, there's not going to be some magic pill that you can take or just because you can play drums that you'll be able to play this other instrument really well. The thing that will maybe be a, a faster learning curve is you'll already have some sense of rhythm down. And if you read, you'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to read well and, and read rhythm and things like that. But, and have a sense of like feel and, and pocket and, and chord progressions and all that kind of stuff uh, that you, that you're hearing while you're playing, but that's it. You just got to sit down with the instrument. So, uh, Walter asked about the future of a drummer, retirement plan, money, investment. And I don't look at this any differently than, anyone else who has any normal job. The the misconception all the time is that if once you start making more money, you can start saving and you can start putting away money for not only for retirement, but for kids' colleges and buying a house and investments and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is that you have to start with wherever you're at. So if you are not saving if you can't save 10% of $100, right? If you can't take $10, every time you get 100 bucks, if you can't take 10 of it and put it away, you're not going to put $10,000 away for every $100,000 that you get. You're not going to put $100,000 away for every million dollars that you get that you get. It's a habit. And sure, it's tougher when money is is sort of come and go and it's it's a little fleeting as a freelance musician or something like that, but you always have to remember two things. One, put money away for taxes. So every time you get paid, take 30% of that. If I'm saying every time you get paid from a gig or something, if you get cash, not if you get paid from your job that gives you a paycheck because your taxes are already taken out, but take 30% and put it away and then save whatever you can out of that and set set it as a percentage. So you say, every time I get paid, I'm going to take 2% or 3% or 5% or 10% of every dollar that I make and I'm going to save it. And I always remember this quote that rich people save first and spend what's left over and poor people spend first and save what's left over. 
So I don't look at it any differently than a regular job. You just got to start saving as little or as much as you can and and go from there. And there's plenty of stories of people who never made more than $14,000 a year. There's a guy who worked for UPS, made $14,000 a year and left his family $8 million when he passed. So it's possible. You just got to develop the habit and the discipline to do it. Uh, Carlos asked about getting into maintenance methods or phases where you don't seem to or can't progress. And all of us hit these, these plateaus from time to time where you feel like you're either sitting down and playing the same thing all the time, or you're practicing or working on a particular thing. And it's just, it doesn't seem like it's getting better and you're, you're not making any progress on it. So one of the things I, I would suggest, well, there's a couple of things that I would suggest. One, I would suggest stepping away from the instrument. Sometimes that opens up a lot of possibilities for you and and gets you to think more creatively and gets that itch back so you don't feel like you're in this rut. And when I say step away, I mean, you know, don't practice for two weeks. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe he just said that. But yeah, step away from the instrument for a little while. Get some get some new perspective. Go out into nature. Go see some things. Get inspired by other things. And then come back and you feel renewed in in a, a new creative way. And the other thing is whatever you're working on, if you really feel like you're not making progress and it's been a while and you have to be honest with yourself, like, have you been working on it for, you know, uh, maybe 20 minutes here and there and it just doesn't feel like it's getting, pro it's progressing or have you put been putting in deliberate practice on this particular thing for an extended period of time and you don't feel like you're making any progress? There's, those are two different scenarios. Uh, if you're not putting in the deliberate practice, then I think, you, you know, be honest with yourself and be real with yourself. Are you really putting in that deliberate practice where you're putting in focused effort to master this particular thing? And if you are and you're still not getting it, then you got to change up your routine. You know, I just had Scott Pellegrom on that he had an injury, but he switched his whole kit around. So if you're in this rut or you're, you feel like you're struggling to progress, totally switch up your, your routine. Play your drums left-handed if you're a right-handed player. Uh, learn if you're always playing rock, pl try to really dig into some swing or try to really dig into some funk or try to really dig into some, some different style of music or something like that. Do something to challenge that comfort zone. If you're really in a rut and, and, you're creatively and like, you know, you're not progressing and all that sort of stuff. It's, you got to switch up that routine or, uh, have a real one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself to determine, are you, are, are you not really putting in some diligent work, uh, to learn that? So, uh, my man, Claytron tips for moving to a new major city and starting over again. Well, I've done that twice. So I actually three times. I moved from the Philadelphia area to New York. I moved from New York to Northern California, Northern California to LA. So uh, one is I would recommend, and I, and I wrote two articles about this that you can find on Drummer's Resource about moving to a new city. One, the most important thing I think is to save money. And two, if you don't have gigs already lined up before you get into that city, you got to get a job, period. No questions asked. And third, save as much money as you can before you get there. They always say like you should have 10 grand in the bank before you know you move to a new city, especially if you're going and thinking you're just going to play. I remember my buddy Felix Pollard told me before I moved, I was going to move to LA a long time ago and he gave me the best piece of advice ever. He said, when you move to LA, get ready for the phone not to ring for a long time. So you have to remember 
or you have to take into consideration, are you prepared for the phone not to ring for a long time when you move to this new city, whether it's LA or Nashville or Miami, or, or it could be anywhere. It could be Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It doesn't matter because you're not going to have the network. You're not going to have the gigs. You're not going to have the friendship and, and, and everything. So uh, so all of those things considered, like, you know, have a job lined up, save some bread if you can. And once you get there, you have to get involved in the community. So you have to be going out to, you have to be going out to gigs in town and you have to be meeting people and introducing yourself and going to, and going to conferences and all that, all that kind of stuff. You have to, you have to start to cultivate that network. And it's harder the older that you get because people are already sort of set in their ways, but totally not impossible. Like I built a network here and, and, uh, I did it in New York as well. And it's, it's not, it's not impossible, but you got to put yourself out there and you don't have to be an extrovert. You can just go out and, and support other people's music, introduce yourself. Once you start to become a familiar face, that's how you, how you start to, uh, get to know more people. You started getting getting invited to different things, and also if you get a job, why when you move to this new city, which I highly recommend, then you'll meet people through your job, and and you know meet friends that way, and get connected with other people. So those are the few pieces of advice that I have for for moving to a new city. Um, so Matt asked about managing a day job and still finding time to shed and practice. Uh, I'm a firm believer that if you say that you don't have time to do it, then you are either lying to yourself or your schedule uh, needs to be reevaluated. So a lot of people say that they don't have time and the reality of it is that they are not making it a priority. So I talked about time management on a podcast a few episodes ago, but I've always said, not always said, I, I remember reading somewhere and now I, I tend to tell myself this, that if you don't have the time, if you say that you don't have the time, you can change that too. It's just not a priority to me right now. And that changes everything mentally for you. So you think, wait, no, this is a priority and I am going to make it happen. So Matt and anyone else, if you don't have time to practice, if you don't have time to shed because you have a day job, you may have kids, wife, family, other commitments, sit down and from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, write what you do every day, every half hour for a week. So do you watch TV? Do you play you know, at a local on a local softball team, are you in a bowling league? Do you meet your friends at the bar for happy hour every week? Do you, uh, you know, waste time doing other things? Do you spend an hour or two on social media every day? Uh, you know, are you watching sports? Any of these things, and you can insert anything there. If you're doing that instead of practicing, then that's your that's where your priority is. Your priority is doing those other things and not practicing. So if you're saying, Nick, I get up in the morning and I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I go to work and I'm at work from six o'clock in the morning until 1030 at night and I get home and then I have to like take care of my kids, clean up my house, take a shower and go to sleep and start all over again the next day. Like, is that a legitimate thing? Yeah, that that happens. So what I would suggest is figure out where you can find time to do it in between in the white space. So like, how can you, can you practice on your lunch break? Can you practice on the weekends? You know, I highly doubt most of you who say you don't have time to practice are working 16, 17, 18 hours a day. I just, I don't believe that because most people, not many people are at all. So if you don't have the time, one, tell yourself it's not a priority. And if that pisses you off and you say, no, that is a priority to me. Okay, well then make it a priority. So 
get the things off your schedule that aren't getting you closer to your goals or aren't allowing you to practice. So cut out some football, cut out some social media, cut out some happy hours, cut, cut out some, you know, playing video games, cut, if you cut out, and I'm not saying like, don't have a life and not do anything, but if you need to find an extra three or four hours a week to practice, you can find it. And if you can't email me, I'll help you find it. The other thing is this too. Don't think that if you have, if you, if you, if you can't practice for an hour or two hours or three hours that day, then there's no point in practicing at all. I'm guessing you can find five, 10, 15, 20 minutes to practice. I'm te- you can't get up 15 minutes earlier, get up 20 minutes earlier. You can find the time. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to find the time. We've all seen the horror stories about people getting their equipment stolen out of their van or out of their trailer, but you can avoid that very easily by going to musicproinsurance.com. They've been around for nearly 20 years to provide convenient and affordable insurance coverage for professional musicians, and they protect against everything, theft, even if you leave your vehicle unlocked, also fire, hurricane, earthquake, water damage, even if you accidentally break your gear. The best part, you can insure $12,000 of gear for like $150 a year. Tell me that's not worth it. They can also insure higher amounts than that. They can insure classical instruments and things like that. And it's very easy to do. Go to musicproinsurance.com. You can get a quote instantaneously, but it's $150 a year for $12,000 worth of equipment. You can either pay now or pay later. And I'm telling you, you will be kicking yourself. You'll be hearing this message in your head when you go to your trailer and all of your gear is gone. Head over to musicproinsurance.com and get yourself protected. All right, another question from Jackalus again. Uh, Recording with a band with zero budget and no recording equipment. So many of us have found ourselves in this situation and when you say no budget, I'm curious if you mean like zero dollars or you're saying we got, you know, we can scrape together a hundred dollars or whatever the case may be. But the reality is if you don't have a budget, then you can figure out how to do this on the cheap. You can, if, I mean, you can record it with an iPhone if you have to, you can record it with GarageBand and you can go get a couple microphones at the, get a couple area mics and work with whatever you have. If you have no recording equipment at all, depending on who you know, I'm sure that there's someone who has some sort of laptop that you can record on. I'm sure that you know you may have college friends that can help you record. You may be able to scrape together a couple hundred dollars. Here's my, here's my suggestion. With whatever you have, figure out how to record with it. It doesn't have to be like you're going into you know, Abbey Road Studios and recording a record. Whatever you have, record on it. You can buy a couple Audio-Technica mics, uh, like some USB microphones on Amazon for like 50 bucks, scrape some money together, beg, borrow, steal, whatever you got to do. Don't steal, but you know what I mean. Uh, But whatever you have to do to just get something recorded, record with an iPhone. All of your friends have iPhones, I'm sure. Take your iPhone, set them up, record it, put it in the garage band, try to figure out how to mix the thing, right? Get a couple, borrow a couple things from a couple different people. I mean, heck, you could even buy the equipment somewhere and return it after you're done with it. I'm not really recommending that, but hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But here's the one thing that you should do. 
put it out there in the world. Let every single person that you talk to know that you're trying to record, whether it be record a record, whether it be record like a cover for YouTube, whatever it is, let every single person you know. And if if this is for a band, tell every single person in your band to tell everyone that they know that they are trying to record and get every single one, every single person in your band to ask everyone they know, hey, do you have a microphone? Do you have a computer? Do you have anywhere that we can record? Is there anything that you can do to help us make this happen? I guarantee if you do that for the next month, every day, that you'll find a way to record. I promise you. I recorded records when I had no money to do it, zero dollars. We figured it out. And it it literally started with a guy that we knew had a little recorder because back in the day, you couldn't record like right on your laptop. So we had like this little four-track recorder. We set up these ghetto microphones and it sounded like hell and it wasn't great, but we got the stuff recorded and it worked. So worst case scenario, you can get two overhead condenser mics and put them up and hook it up to some sort of, some sort of recording device and record. So where there's a will, there's a way. Is it going to sound like the most amazing record in the world? Probably not, but there's no excuse, especially with the technology and how cheap things are now for you to not be able to record. So check yourself with that with that question and say, do we really have zero dollars and do we really have zero equipment? Do we have no access to any equipment or anything like that? And go on, go on a hunt to try to find it and I promise you, you'll find what you're looking for. All right, my man Glenn asked, what techniques or exercises have you found to optimally warm up before a show or a gig? Uh, I think warming up is is sort of whatever works for everyone, you know, whatever works for you. Um, I don't recommend hitting the pad and trying to like chop out at 240 or something like that. Uh, so any, anytime before a show, I just sit down and just, I, I usually play singles, doubles, triplets, and paradiddles at, at really slow speeds. Like I'll start at 45 or 50 and I'll just get it up to like a nice, a nice like 120, 130. And just like, I'm trying to loosen up my hands. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, beat the world record in, in pad work. So you just want to loosen everything up. It's kind of like when you go to the gym, what's the best way to warm up? I don't know, whatever works for you. You want to do a little bit of stretching. You want to do, you know, a little bit, some jumping jacks, get your heart rate up a little bit. You just got to move a little bit and, and get yourself worked up. So whatever works for you, you don't have to do that. Obviously. You don't have to do singles, doubles, paradiddles, and all that kind of stuff. Whatever works for you. But I would I would just recommend just sit down. At, the one mistake I see is like people sit down in the pad and as soon as they sit down to warm up, they go... <laughs> And all that does is just tighten up all their muscles. Their, you know, their muscles aren't warmed up and then they do that, which is the complete opposite of effective. So just start slow and do whatever you like doing, whatever patterns you like doing or, you know, and, and while I'm doing that, I'll probably, you know, I'll just move my feet, you know, just back and forth or I might do like just right, left, right, left, right, left, like with my feet while I'm doing that or something. Just, I just want to get the blood pump in a little bit and get my, get my body warmed up and, and that's it. So I don't have anything specific that I do. And I think that you should just do, you know, just do what works for you, but start slow. That's, that's one of the keys. Uh, how do you deal with struggle personally and on drums? Alex asked that. And that's a tough question to answer because it depends what kind of struggle you're talking about. And the reality of it is life has its ups and downs and life has struggles. And 
I've been through my fair share of struggles. I've been through, you know, points where I left my family's restaurant business and I was getting into into doing drummer's resource and trying to do this all full time. And I went through the struggle of, you know, how is this thing going to make money and doubting myself and and all. And frankly, like I have this new company, Revoice Media, and it's some of the same struggles. Like we're trying to build another thing. And 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 so you so life is I don't want to say life is always a struggle, but there's always struggle that goes along with life. A couple of things to keep in mind is one, nothing lasts forever. And you will come out of this on the other side. Two, you have to remember that if you are struggling and it's really bad, then you need to talk to someone. You need to either talk to a therapist, you need to talk to friends, you need to talk to family, and you need to get that out in the open and and you and you need to get help. Um, so that's, you know, if, if you're really struggling with some personal things, I recommend doing that. And hell, I mean, reach out to me, I'll, I'll call you and we can chat. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem with that at all. And I mean that sincerely. So if anyone is struggling and, and they feel like they really need someone to talk to and they don't have anyone, reach out to me. I'll talk to you any day of the week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't care. Hit me up. Um, but so if it's that kind of struggle, I think that's different than just saying, you know, oh man, I'm really, I'm really struggling with getting a little bit better behind the kid, or I'm struggling with, with my career or something like that. And what I would suggest is evaluate, evaluate where you're struggling and, and what parts, what parts of life or drums you're struggling with, and then figure out how you can make that better. Right. And that may be like, oh, Nick, that seems like the obvious, the obvious answer. But the first thing is like taking inventory and seeing, okay, what am I struggling with? You know, uh, am I struggling with getting gigs? And then you start to look at that and say, okay, what am I actively doing to go out and get gigs? What am I, what am I actively doing to meet new people? What am I actively doing to increase my skill set? What am I actively doing to increase my marketability as a drummer? And, or it could be, you know, if you're struggling with, with, uh, figuring out, you know, what to do with your career, do some research, read what other people have done, listen to this podcast, get advice from, from other people. The good news is, most of the time, anything that you're struggling with, someone else has already struggled with it and wrote a book about it, did a podcast interview about it, has a YouTube video about it, and and you can get you can get answers from them too. So again, struggle is part of life and learning how to how to how to navigate those struggles, the the faster you can the more you learn how to deal with those struggles, the faster you can get through them because life's a roller coaster. But every time you get knocked down, the f- you get back up, you get knocked down, get back up, get knocked down 99 times, get back up 100. But every time you get up, you're going to get up a little faster. It's going to be a little easier. And that 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 time frame where you're sort of wallowing in this in this struggle is going to get shorter because you're going to develop the skill set of how to get out of it. So Again, I don't know particularly what you're what you're struggling with, but one, take some inventory, see exactly what it is that you're struggling with. See if there's anyone that you can talk to about it. See if there's anyone that you know or that you can read about or listen to or watch who has gone through the same thing. And I mean, we have a wealth of knowledge out there on the internet. So try to find someone who's been through the same thing and see if you can and, and see if you can mimic what they did or model what they did and you know to make it work for you. And the third is if you can't find any information or you can't find anyone who's gone through this stuff and you're sort of just like swirling around a bunch of thoughts, start writing that stuff out and, and start really taking taking inventory of like diagnosing the problem, what is standing in the way, 
of, of you achieving the thing that you want to achieve or whatever you're struggling with. And how can you make a plan to fix that particular problem? It's, and that's hard, but it has to be done. It's easy to sit there and just be like, oh, I'm struggling. I'm not getting any gigs or my career is not going the way it wants to be going. But if you take responsibility for that and you take 100% ownership of where you are and what you're struggling with, then that's empowering. Then you can be the person who takes control of your career or your situation or your drumming or whatever it is that you're struggling with. And it puts the power back in your hands rather than in quote unquote, everyone else's hands. So take that power back, take ownership for where you're at, and then put a plan together to get to where you want to go. So that's my advice for everyone who submitted in questions on, on Instagram and also, and also on, uh, on email. I couldn't think of that word for some reason. Uh, hey, it's getting late here. So uh, also, if you have questions, do me a favor. Shoot me an email. I'm at nick at drummersresource.com or I'm on social media. Just shoot me a DM. I would love, I really love these, these Q&A episodes. And the more questions, the better. I, I, I really do enjoy them and I hope that you're getting some value out of them. And thank you to everyone who submitted a question. And again, if you have any other questions, you want to talk about anything, whatever it is, hit me up at nick at drummersresource.com and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon peace